Auburn football drops the ball literally and figuratively against Georgia. Soccer gains two more Ws against SEC opponents this season. And Auburn volleyball falls late against Arkansas. Hi, everyone. This is Pay Day Podcast brought to you by the Auburn Plainsman. I am your host, Kristen Carr, and I'm very excited to have you guys joining us again for another episode this week. We are going to be breaking down the Georgia game and then looking forward to that football game against Arkansas, that away game next week. And then we'll also be touching on volleyball and soccer. And with me today, I have Jake Gonzalez. How are you? Doing good. How about yourself? All right. I am well and ready to break this game down with you. There's a lot to get into here. Yes. Okay. So let's start off with just Bo Nix's performance this Saturday and um, his completion rating or his past completion rating versus um, Georgia was 53%, which is not really what you want to see. Right. Um, And it's interesting though, because if you adjust the percentage for those dropped passes and some of those missed opportunities, it actually ends up being much higher at around 85, 87%. I see an 87 or something. Yeah, yeah, which is a crazy jump, a crazy jump. So it's not a good look for the wide receivers. No. (laughs) And I think that really is the story of the game here is missed opportunities. Absolutely. I mean, I think the biggest moment of this game was the first drive and John Samuel Shanker dropping a pass in the end zone. I I think if he catches that ball, Georgia goes three and out in the next possession, completely different ball game right there. Yeah, and it's interesting because, I mean, Shanker was actually, even though he did drop that, one of the more, I don't want to say consistent, but he was about the only person who was really making plays. And then... Pretty much everyone else was just dropping balls over and over and over again. And it that's got to be frustrating if you're Bo Nix, right? Because... I would say besides, besides him, it was Kobe Hudson. And yeah. everyone else probably, I think they had four or five drops, most people. Sean Shivers dropped a pass and ended up being a pick. Like, those those as a quarterback really hurt. Because it's like, you make a good pass and your receiver's just dropping it. And now that looks... that hurt your, That's hurting your stat line rather than, you know, actually showing what's being told you know yeah and it's interesting because I think when coach Harson first fired wide receiver coach um Williams it was interesting because everyone was like why did you do this we don't understand this doesn't make sense it seems really sudden now I think people are seeing it right I think people are seeing maybe what Harson was seeing in practices leading yeah. up to this and really where the problem is, I don't think you can blame Bo Nix completely. I really don't. Not at all. Um, I think he really played well enough to win the game, but there were a lot of other areas that just didn't execute. And I just want to know, like, your take on that. Yeah, I mean, you know, people were kind of outraged almost, more media than really anything about uh, Williams being fired. But, you know, wasn't a whole lot of improvement to the first four games, you know? It, it may not even be Williams' fault, really. There's not a lot of talent in that wide receiver room, you know. Like Robinson, you know, he's had two ACL injuries and he's come back, and that's the best transfer we can get out of the portal. Um, you know, it's, it's not really, not really great talent there. You know, he was a five-star recruit coming out of high school, but still, it's there's not a lot there, and you, you kind of got to work with what you got, and so you can't really blame Williams. I mean, Keysaw's really got to kind of got to work with what he's got there, and it's going to take time. I think as the season progresses, you might see some more improvement, but it's just going to be a while before they really kind of get settled in. 
Yeah, I I agree with you on that. I think um, a lot of people expected things to just be better instantly. Um, And there are a lot of Auburn fans who are just kind of tired of being average. Absolutely. And (laughs) yeah, it's just, it's definitely a a vibe that I'm getting from Auburn fans. Yeah, like, I mean, you got to think about it. It's like, that's the reason they fired, I guess Mazal got fired is because, I know, for probably seven years, he's been... Outside that first season, he's been pretty mediocre in terms of when they go against Georgia, when they go against Alabama, you know, they have the good performances every once in a while. But outside of that, it's been almost like kind of heartbreak, I don't want to say is the right word, but it's like, it's not like been fun to watch. Yeah, it's been disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I think um, it's hard because there is a balance to that. And and for me, when I look at it, I see Harson inheriting um a lot of things that he didn't build yeah and like um just negative things that he didn't build and and i think that really plays into the success that you can have instantly and i mean obviously there are a lot of really talented athletes in the team but you can only do so much in so little time and they really haven't had a lot of practice time they really haven't had a lot of time to gel as a team and make those improvements and it just doesn't happen overnight i would say yeah that's that's what you gotta look at it's like you know you you see the performances that these these this team has had against like teams like alabama in the past and georgia in the past where they come out like on top and like you know that they can put in the the top performances like you can see why they're at auburn which is why it almost hurts so much to see them have like these bad performances because you know they can do so much better and it just like to see it almost week in and week out at this point, it kind of hurts a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I think um, that lack of potential or living up to potential it's is really probably. Yeah. And, and that's where the disappointment lies, because I think fans know that they are able to do more. Yeah. Or they, they at least they expect them to, to do more. And it's just not happening. And I do want to say, though, I think it's important for for fan base to like Auburn, um, to stick by their team. And this is just, you know, my personal opinion, but it was a little bit disappointing to see so many fans leaving in the third quarter um, at, a, at a Georgia game. And I realize, you know, there is a give and take there where you, you kind of have to give the fans something to cheer about. But I think, you know, you have to balance that disappointment and expectation with the idea that we're going to stay with Auburn and stick to Auburn no matter what. Yeah, and like in the stands, you know, you, you saw that a lot. And it's it's thirty four to ten for the most part. Like that's not a fun game as a the losing team to watch, you know. Um but like I think the funniest part, or not really the funniest part, that's probably not the worst way to say it, but like I think T when TJ Finley came in for the last drive, they threw a first down and I think nobody cheered. Like everyone's just kinda like, Alright, that's sweet, let's just move on, let's get this game over with. Like we really don't want to be here any longer, like Let's just go. Yeah, and it was interesting. I think a lot of people do really blame Bo Nix, and at least where I was sitting in the stands, there were a lot of people who were asking, why didn't he put Finley in? Why didn't he put Finley in earlier and all this stuff? And in my mind, I'm like, as a coach, as as yeah. as a coach, you have to have an attitude of, of faith in your players. And Absolutely. I think Carson wants to commit he wants to have that consistent quarterback and Bo Nix is that guy 
And I think you have to stick to your quarterback. You have to stick to, you know, to somebody at some point and not just jerk them out the moment that things go wrong. And especially when it's not all his fault. Yeah. Like Bo Nix didn't play perfect by any means, but this game, he didn't lose this game for Auburn. No. I mean, like there were some plays, you know, he probably could have made some more out of, you know, he, he didn't let a play develop one time and he would have had Cedric Jackson wide open for a touchdown probably. And he mm, looked yeah. at him for a second, pump faked and then looked away and never looked back. Yeah. And, you know, as like you can see that like on the TV, you can see that from the stands and that's kind of where it hurts, too. It's like you, you can see these plays happening and they're just there's not the, the right execution being done. You know? Yeah. And I wonder, you know, if it's execution or if it's coaching and there's probably some of both. Yeah. And it's just one of those things that, again, doesn't happen overnight and doesn't get better over time. But. I know something that Harton has talked a lot about in his press conferences is just the lack of explosive plays. And talk to us a little bit about um, where you think that they can improve on that or how they can improve on that. I mean, really, it's just it's trusting the plays and not kind of looking away from the play before it's really there. You know, that, that Cedric Jackson play, that's that was that would have been an explosive play that kind of would have got Auburn back on the right foot. But Bo Nix looked at him, pump faked, and turned away before the route really kind of developed and where, you know, the route was intended to go. Um, and that's, that's not entirely on him. You know, he's uh, – that Georgia pass rush is – it's elite. Right. I mean, you saw that throughout the game. Um, so it's kind of – he kind of got pushed out of the pocket a little too early. And sometimes that was his own fault. And he got the happy feet that he usually gets. <laughs> um, so it's, it's kind of – it's being able to trust the plays that are being called and trusting the people in front of you and around you. And sometimes that doesn't always happen just because of the way the end's going. Yeah. But it's kind of something Auburn's got to work on as they move forward through the season. Yeah, and I think communication is a big part of that too. I think, I mean, it was, usually you see, you know, the emotion on the sideline more when yeah. people are upset or frustrated with each other, but you could see visibly that Bo Nix was frustrated with lots of different people. Yeah. And he, I remember specifically in the third quarter when he was, um, I, I can't remember who it was that he was upset with, but I mean, he was visibly upset with, yeah. with players on the field. And I think you just can't let your emotions get the better of you in those moments. And I think, I mean, you just you just hope that they're trying to find a way to mesh a little bit better and communicate yeah. a little bit better and execute as a team because it's not an individual sport. It's a yeah. team sport. I would say one of the plays that really stood out to me, I think it was, I don't remember what quarter it was, but it was Auburn was driving there in Georgia's half of the field and they ran a play and Demetrius Robinson just stood there because he didn't even know the ball was being snapped. Like he didn't know what was happening. And right. then the play was completely just squashed right there because, you know, the guy that was intended on the route because it's a play action pass, like, he was just standing still on the line of scrimmage, and Bo Nix was two feet in front of him by the time he realized that the play was even going. Like, it's it's not entirely on Bo Nix. It's not entirely on the offensive line. It's it's kind of just different players at different times making small mistakes. Yeah. That kind of really hurt the team's momentum and their drive, and it really just – it's it's tough to watch sometimes. Yeah. And I do want to touch on um, a positive note about that game. I think – um, it was really cool to see, I mean, obviously, Georgia and Auburn is a huge rivalry, but um, there were actually some um, reports of Auburn band members going over to Georgia band members and giving them water and stuff um, during the game, which is 
it's super cool to see just sportsmanship and, and the Auburn spirit really coming through there. And I think, you know, no matter what happens and, you know, even though it's a rivalry, I think we can all be really proud of the way that they represented Auburn. And um, it's just nice to see. Yeah. And like a lot of people like rivalries or rivalries, like, you know, it's on the football field, like it's always tough. There's kind of some heat with it, but really when people get together, it's kind of, that doesn't really matter. Like it's, it's fun to talk about. It's fun to jar with people about it. You know, like it gives people a hearty chortle, you know, like it's fun. But at the end of the day, like it's still people just being people and just having fun with what's there. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Let's look ahead to um, Auburn versus Arkansas. And I want to get your prediction. What do you think is going to happen? I mean, it's an away game. So, and Arkansas has been looking really good and then not so good. And so it's really hard to predict. What do you think is going to be happening? This one's, it's honestly tough to call for me. <laughs> I like I'm very high on this Arkansas team. I love what Sam Pittman's done in Fayetteville. I'm a believer in in the Pittman there. Um so like it's it's tough. I, I think this Auburn team can beat them, but it really just kind of depends on Auburn's defense and then being able to stop the run because George or pardon me, Arkansas is a very one dimensional team. Mm-hmm. They're very run heavy. They can stop KJ Jefferson, they can stop the run. Auburn should be able to kind of you got to win there. It's it's a tough. It's going to be a tough place to play. Arkansas is going to be riled up, and they just lost last week to Ole Miss. Right. I think it's fifty-two to fifty-one or something like that. A real shootout game. Um, so they're going to be amped coming into it, um, looking to get back on the winning like on the winning streak because you know they're they've lost the last two. Um, so it's it's going to be it's going to be an interesting game, especially with the eleven a.m. kickoff and how Auburn typically is during those games. (laughs) Yeah, it'll be interesting to see, um, you know, can they bring some consistency and improvement to some of these areas that we've talked about? I would love to see the the tight end used to be accelerated. I would love to see some explosive plays. I think if they can get some explosive plays early, they will have a really good chance of winning. Um, The defense has been pretty solid i would say um there's obviously you know holes and things to work on and whatnot but you know i I think the defense is going to be pretty good i just it's a matter of if the offense can score yeah and that's you know especially coming into the georgia game that was always going to be the question of whether or not they can score but this arkansas defense is a lot different than that georgia defense the georgia defense is miles ahead in terms of how tough they are to score against so i mean there's, there's going to be opportunities for Auburn to score. And the defense, as long as they can stop the run and not have the big coverage bust at the back end like we saw this weekend, you know, there's they should come out on top, you know. And they, Auburn's defense has been very good against the run, so I'm I'm sure they can handle it in terms of that. So, I mean, it's really going to come down to Bo Nix, the wide receivers, offensive line, and maybe even Tank Bigsby finally getting, kind of getting back to how he has been because he's been shut out the past couple of weekends. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, we're going to be right back talking about volleyball. Hey, this is Collins Keith, podcast writer for The Plainsman. If you like this podcast and would like to support the organization and our team, you can visit our website at theplainsman.com and click on the button in the upper right-hand corner that says Donate. You'll be supporting over 127 years of local, editorially independent journalism right here at Auburn. Thank you so much in advance, and now back to the show. Auburn falls in a hard-fought battle against the Razorbacks, um, two to three, and 
you know, they they won those first two sets and then um, lost the last three. And they did, though, they outblocked the Razorbacks um, 17 to 5. So really good showing yeah, from them. Absolutely. And yeah, and then they showed some impressive numbers throughout and, and dominated those um, those first two sets. What did you see in those those games? I mean, for the most part, like, it's it's the same two people that have really kind of been the stars for this Auburn team, like Rebecca Rath. I mean, uh, she turned out 29, 29 kills that night, which is the second most in a game since, uh, I think it was 2003, 2004, when uh, Ashley Johns totaled 30 in a five-set con- five contest. And then it's it's been Bella Rosenthal at the back. You know, she's she finally hit that 1,000 career dig mark. She's the 15th Auburn Tiger to do it. You know, she's, she's really a good defenseman back there for the Auburn Tigers. Yeah, and I think they, you know, they are still doing really well. And it's important to note, you know, if you just look at where they came from last season to where they are now, I mean, I know it's a disappointing loss, you know, to an SEC team, but the the fact that they have gone from not even from from winning one set, they didn't even win a game, yeah. you know, um, to, to where they are now is is still quite impressive to me. Yeah, like Brent Brent Couch is it's real. He's real. Like he's doing a fantastic job. A lot of these players that he's kind of brought here were players that he had when he was at his last school. Like it's kind of right. He's really knows what to do, and I'm 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 a believer in him. I think he really's got what it takes. Yeah, and I think you know you mentioned those players coming in that that he knows that really speaks to him as a coach, right? Yeah. I mean, to have players follow you to another school, transfer. He has so many transfers. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think it was about a third of their team is completely new to oh, Auburn right now. Absolutely. And it's crazy <laughs> to be able to have the kind of success um, that they are having. Although, you know, again, disappointing loss. But, I mean, huge improvement for them. And that's got to be encouraging to see. Yeah, this is this is better than anybody could have expected coming into the season. Yeah, this is better than I ever expected. I didn't think we'd win 10 matches at all. The fact we're already there before we're even really in the heart of the SEC play, like, that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. We're going to be talking about Auburn soccer and with a pair of 1-0 wins against Mississippi State and LSU last week, Auburn has now advanced to 3-0 in SEC West play and now comes out at number 16 in the polls this week. So um, a nice return to what we've what we saw I guess earlier in the season for Auburn soccer yeah absolutely I mean they, they fell out of form just a little bit kind of in the middle there I mean you expected to kind of see that it's going to happen in a season especially with how hot they came out of the gates you know you, you really you kind of had to bear through this little kind of down patch but they've, they've kind of gotten back to who they are and not giving up as many goals you know and that's it's going to be key for this team as they move forward through the season yeah, and I mean, with that Mississippi State game, um, you know, I know that the players were talking about how it, you know, it is difficult to play an away game and not have that fan support, which has been so great, really. It's it really so has. good to see yeah. um, the fans coming out to these games, um, you know, here in Auburn. But, you know, they go to Mississippi State and just a long game and pull it out at the end um, with that goal towards the end. What did you you know, see from that game that it sort of impressed you? I mean, it's it's them getting back to their roots. They've, they've been a very good defensive team for the past two years, especially with how young they are. And that's that's kind of a big thing. Like, you know, you don't want to give up goals in soccer. Like, that's just kind of the deal. <laughs> the less you give up, the better the better chance you have to win. So the fact that they're getting back to 
really being stout at the defensive end. Again, you see Amy Craven back again, Alyssa Melanson doing it again. That's that's really big for them. You know, and they the best part is that Melanson, you know, not only does she help in defense and kind of lock things down back there, she also brings the ball forward and is really brilliant on the attack as well. She's a very good wing back. Yeah, and then with this game against LSU this past weekend, um, you know, you had Marissa um RS who had that great shot at the very, very end in overtime, Um, you know, and this is their 13th straight win now against LSU. Um, And really, there's some great momentum that comes with that. I mean, the fact that they didn't allow um, any scores for LSU uh, for the last six meetings that they've had. Yeah, that's that's impressive on its own. Like, shutting a team out one time, that's hard enough. Doing it six times... That's that's impressive. Like that takes a in lot. In a row. Of, yeah, that's impressive. <laughs> like it, it takes a lot to do that. So that that really shows what Karen Hop has done as a coach, as well as the players going out there and executing their game plan when they come to take on LSU. Yeah, and it's interesting because um, you know these last two games have been so defensive, and there's yeah. been such a, a focus and emphasis on that the defense for these games, um, as opposed to maybe earlier in the season where it was a lot more offensive um, emphasis, where you had you know, girls making just great offensive plays. And now it's kind of, you see the offense has, has gone down just a bit, but the defense has come right up to meet it and um, really given them exactly the push that they need to sort of get back in the groove. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, it, I think that really kind of started with that South Carolina game last week um, where they went down 3-0, I think within 47 minutes, I think it was. Yeah. And then they had to fight back to get into the game. They, they lost the game three to two, but I, th- I think it showed a lot of character, not only for the defense but also for the attacking side of Auburn. You know, and it's it's been a tough stretch for the, for the offense. You know, I mean, Anna Haddock hasn't really been kind of the, the levels that we've seen her this year, right? Because she was so, I mean, yeah. she was on fire at the beginning of the season. I was saying, at one point, she was averaging a goal or assist every seventy eight minutes, which is yeah, it's a pretty impressive rate, and that's that's hard to stop you know, as a defense, but you really start to key in on those players as the season progresses because you know who is really controlling the offense and Anna Haddock is really at the center of what Auburn does on the attacking side of the ball. Right, and it's nice to see, I think, other people stepping up too um, because it was so heavy on her at the beginning of the season. And then, you you know, you have people like Marissa who have really stepped up um, to, you know, make those plays when maybe – you know, Anna Haddock isn't feeling it that game because you're always going to have off games. And and that's why it's so cool to have teammates that can really pick up for you. Yeah. And that, that, that's one of the things that we, we noticed kind of earlier in the season. Um, I think when it was when Auburn played UAB, I, I probably think, I think almost, almost a month ago, um, I think Anna Haddock was one of the few players on the team that had scored goals by that point. Right. And no, I think the forwards in total, like all the attacking forwards on Auburn had probably two shots on goal or five shots on goal. I think it was something in that range. And that's that's kind of disappointing mm-hmm. to see. But as the season progressed, you've seen really the forwards start to come to life. You've seen Anna Hatch get more assists because she's kind of been at the center. She hasn't had to be the one to score the goals. And that's that's really kind of a bright spot for this team now is you see the forwards getting involved and stuff like that. Yeah, and I mean, with uh, this LSU game, I mean, they outshot LSU um, 20 to 9, I believe. Um, so, I mean, over double the attempts, which is exactly what you want to see if you want to start getting that offensive 
push again. So at least they're they're making those attempts. So yeah. it'll go in at some point. <laughs> yeah, I would say like it, it's it's tough to see. You know, you you put up twenty shots, so they're nine. You expect to have more than one goal. Yeah, and especially you don't expect you don't expect it to come in overtime. So like I I think it's it's a really bright sign. You can start to see this team start to get their footing again. They lost the last couple of weeks, but you can see them starting to get back into the groove and getting back on form. Yeah. And, um, you know, they will host Florida um, on Sunday. So another SEC matchup at 12. Um, so if you are a fan, you should definitely show up for that and cheer them on. Um, I know that they've talked so much about what it means to have that fan presence. So um, show up for that. I would say if y'all have not been yet, please go out and see it. They're fun to go to. Um, the crowds get rowdy. The girls start going crazy. <laughs> It's fun. It's a fun game and a fun environment to be in. Yeah, definitely. There's there's nothing quite like um, an Auburn soccer environment. It's, Absolutely it's not. It's really, really fun. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you so much. That is going to wrap it up for today. Um, thank you, Jake, for coming of on. Course. Love to be on. All right, guys. This has been PayJ Podcast brought to you by the Auburn Plainsman. I'm your host, Kristen Carr, and we will see you guys for another episode next week. Woo!